Hi, friends. It's Vin Scully. It's time for Dr. Clapper. In sports, there's winning and losing and getting injured. That's why there's Dr. Clapper. Dr. Clapper is the former head of orthopedic surgery at Cedar sinai The Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper, presented by Cedar sinai Hey, Dr. Clapper. How are you? Saturday mornings from 7 to 9. Silence is golden when you can't think of a good answer. <laughs> yes, Doc, I love your show. Now, here he is, Dr. Robert Clapper. Good morning, Los Angeles. And welcome to another edition of the Weekend Warrior Show. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Clapper. I'm an orthopedic surgeon at Cedar sinai 32 years and counting. So much fun. The son of a carpenter. I get to be a carpenter in the body. That's what an orthopedic surgeon is. I sometimes think if my dad was a plumber, I'd end up being a vascular surgeon. But he was a carpenter. He used a hammer. Nails, power tools, and that's how I reconstruct your hip, your knee, your shoulder, and put you back together again. I'm so excited for today's show because at 8.15, my guest calling in from Honolulu is a fantastic orthopedic surgeon who wrote an interesting paper. He wrote a paper about the catastrophic effect of a cortisone shot. You hear me, 11 years almost now. Every Saturday on the radio, don't let him give you a cortisone shot. Well, Dr. Kanu Okike wrote an article, research, studying this very concept. What happens to the cartilage inside your joint? Yeah, you feel pain relief, but what happens? What's the side effect? The good side effect is it doesn't hurt anymore. It makes it numb. But what are the bad side effects of putting cortisone? Well, he wrote a paper that shows it's catastrophically toxic to the cartilage and in the long run destroys the joint. So I could not wait. I read the article. I'm going, I got to talk to this guy. And a couple of months ago, got a hold of him and we agreed on today's date and it's all set up and I can't wait for you to hear a scientist, a researcher Tell us about what happens when you inject that medicine into the joint. Good side effects, bad side effects. So it made me think all week. You know how much I love the world of art, the world of sports, and the world of medicine, the world of surgery. Where do we see good side effects, bad side effects? People do things in art and in sports because of the good side effects of drugs, Bigger, stronger, faster. Yeah, you take steroids, growth hormone, all kinds of things. You do get bigger, stronger, faster. But it actually is not good for you. Your body doesn't like it. And we're going to talk about the most glaring case in sports. Raiders, Lyle Alzado, who died way too young. He was only 43 years old. And he attributes it to taking anabolic steroids. And you're going to hear the great interview with Roy Firestone, Maria Shriver, talking to Lyle Alzado. And he tells you all about it. And what about in art? There are many musicians from Billie Holiday, the jazz singer, 
you just go back in history of drugs, alcohol. Many artists feel that they're more creative when they're in that state of mind. What do they call it? The 27 Club? Jim Morrison started it all, I think. But you look at Jimi Hendrix. You look at Amy Winehouse. You look at all of these artists who died way too young because some way, somehow, like Lyle, Lyle Alzado thinking you got bigger and stronger as an athlete, they thought they were more creative because of the side effects of heavy drugs and it ultimately did them in. This is Amy Winehouse actually singing about it. Part of her repertoire was due to being on drugs. They tried to make me go to rehab. I said no, no, no. Yes, I've been black, but when I come back, no, no, no. I can't got the time. What a tragic story, and we'll hear about it. You'll hear about that creativity. She had the world in the palm of her hand and then gone. Clapper Vision, can't wait to open the clinic. The number will be 877-710-ESPN. It looks like John Morant just sprained his knee and didn't tear his ACL, but what an injury. But the Clapper Vision I want to talk about in well, the Weekend Warrior will be you calling in. Clapper Vision. But the Warrior... We'll be tomorrow when we see Aaron Rodgers, who has a fractured toe. And now it's his little toe. But I'm going to teach you why wearing a stiffer-soled shoe will allow Aaron Rodgers to play unaffected. And the Clapper Vision will be a rocking chair. We'll get into that. And certainly when the clinic is open, we'll do some more Clapper Vision. Clapper Vision. What about food? Uh, you know, somehow I want to tie in. The side effect idea in food. Is there something that full on is unnatural, uses drugs to get its effect? It made me think all week, where the hell in food do you see in the ingredient proudly saying we're going to do something unnatural here? Drugs to get the effect. Who knows how healthy or not healthy? It probably can't be good for you. But that's food coloring. And what recipe proudly says, forget about the natural ingredients. You need an additive that's unnatural. And that is a red velvet cupcake. Red velvet is basically chocolate. It's a chocolate cupcake, but it looks red as blood because it uses red dye. Where in L.A. is the best red cupcake? And I know them all. Magnolia Bakery. Susie Cakes, Sweet Lady Jane. I know all the bakeries. But I'm going to tell you, in my opinion, where the best red, my mouth is watering already, the best red velvet cupcake with that white cream cheese frosting. Mm-mm-mm. But I also learned that my favorite donut hole from Good Time Donuts in Ventura, that raspberry inside that donut hole is also predicated on something fake. Sue showed me the recipe. <laughs> so you'll need to check that out at Good Time Donuts in Ventura, my favorite bakery for the donut holes. But we'll get into the Red Velvet Cupcake. But let's get into the story of really the side effect that's bad when we're talking about steroids. 
cortisone, drugs, the good side effects, the bad side effects. This is Lyle Alzado talking to Roy Firestone. Classic interview. Lyle Alzado dies at age 43. Uh, one of the greatest raiders of all time. But he'll be the first to tell you. Don't do it. It's a little frightening. I don't want to... Uh... <clears throat> I don't want to die, indict anybody. I just want to have her trite the sounds. I, I don't want anybody to be hurt by it anymore. And either I'm dying or I'm, or something that obviously is obviously a, a lot is wrong with me. I don't want anybody to have to go through what I'm going through. Painful. If I had to make the decision to be part of pro football for 16 years, if I had to do that to take the, the steroids that I took, the growth hormone from my comeback and, and all the other stuff that I did, I, would, I wouldn't give up my life for it. And I don't think the kids that walk on the beach, that are built by steroids, the athletes that compete in pro football, in pro basketball, in pro football, I mean, in, in, in pro baseball, I don't think they should have to make the choice. I don't think there should be a choice. Why do you do it, Lyle Alzado? Why did you take steroids? What was the positive side effect to you? physically and psychologically there's got to be a reason you do it i was in college and um i realized i had to get bigger and it helped me put weight on and i took a, a thing called diana ball mm -hmm. and a lot of other things you know it, it, anything that has the name of steroid in it is is just dangerous it's just it just is i i, I just don't see the use in doing something that's going to destroy your life so that's the physical part it made him bigger and stronger. But what about the psychological effects that you would take something that you know really is bad for you? Listen to what Lyle Alzado said. The use of, uh, use of, of, uh, of steroids was just uh, added addition to uh, my confidence. And I, I knew that if I played against guys that was 6'8", 320 pounds, and I'm, I'm, at the time I was 6'3", 260 pounds, it wouldn't make any difference to me because I knew I could maneuver them physically. We must be very clear about this. You and, and another yeah. thing, too, Roy, if I might intercept this, I was like Rocky Marciano. I would bang people and bang people and bang people until I wore them down physically. Mm. You got to hear what the rage sounded like. This is from an earlier interview before he really is getting sick. Bad side effects of steroids. The rage is already starting. These, these drugs affect you mentally. Now, he was an assassin before he even started taking these drugs. But I want you to hear the personality of Lyle Alzado. You can tell it'll come right through the radio. You hear how intense he is. People can portray me any way they want because I don't give a damn. I am what I am. And until those people touch me close enough, they'll never know what I am. If they want to see me in this interview or, 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 or in a newspaper article and say, what's the matter with this guy? Let them say it. But don't you analyze me and don't you tell me what I am until you get close enough to understand what I am. Then you can make a, an analysis of me. Mm. But don't you dare do it until then. <laughs> I'm afraid just listening to him. He was all about the rage. Go, son, go! Watch him. He's giving him everything he has. He's clubbing, face mask, grab anything. I play a violent game. 
And anybody who tells me that they go out there to have fun playing football, they're a liar. Because this game isn't fun. This game is a war. Oh, God. You know the way you see somebody who's really angry and that anger goes to the point where it's out of control. He's not able to control that anger. Don't be beating on the guy's head. You can't hurt him. You're not going to hurt the guy. I have been. He was relentless. He was all out on every play. He never quit. He was always after the quarterback. I grew up in Brooklyn, being in jail and, and, and getting to street fights. And I don't particularly think there's a person on this, on this earth that can kick my ass. And I'm out there to prove just that. And on top of that, he takes steroids. Joe Theismann and I were in the Superstars together. He's a great athlete, and if I get a chance in the game to tear his head off, I'll do that. Last Sunday, the Los Angeles Coliseum looked more like the Roman Coliseum. You guys came out early. You had like two penalties and a couple fights and everything, all in about the first three minutes. Is that part of well, that's so you just get a, into it? Huh? No, it's not any different than what we usually do. <laughs> he had great threats. Uh, he was a great threatener. You know, I'll kill you out in the parking lot in front of your family, you know, that kind of thing. I'll kill you and everything you love. I'll beat you so bad your family won't speak to you. The rage. In one particular play you're going to hear now, he ripped Chris Ward's helmet off, which is a penalty, and then took the helmet and threw it at him. Penalty on top of penalty. He would get so angry. The rage. The steroid rage. Chris Ward. I don't like Chris Ward. He's a big mouth, he's a hot dog, he runs his mouth, and if I had a chance to have him swallow his helmet, I'd have done it. Okay. <laughs> Yikes. Lyle Alzado had always relished playing the villain, but in the final act of his football life, Darth Raider chose to do something heroic. And finally he sits down with Maria Shriver and says, it was all fake. The steroids made me big and strong, made me have that attitude, and now it's costing me my life. This is Lyle Alzado today, over 60 pounds lighter and struggling just to walk. Looking at myself now, I'm half the man I was. You know, the big, massive guy that I was, it was all, I hate to admit this, but it was all phony. How long were you on steroids? Most of my pro career. You know, I played 16 years. And it, it got me where I wanted, but also got me very sick. Side effects. The good ones, but you better ask what the bad ones are. Everybody takes those drugs for the good effect. And they look the other way at the bad effects. I'm a doctor. I'll be the first one to tell you, you better pay attention to the side effects that are bad. In the world of art, what a voice she had. She was incredible. And I want you to hear her story. The story of Amy Winehouse. The side effects that are good. She felt she was more creative. It could push herself. But in the end, it cost her her life. Coming up next on the Weekend Warriors show, you're going to hear the beautiful story, good and bad, of one of my favorite singers of all time, the great Amy Winehouse. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors show here on 710 ESPN.
Holy Emoji Clapman. Weekend Warriors on Facebook. Holy Slip Disc. That's right, Robin. Hear listeners talk about their aches and pains. Holy Hamstrings. Along with Doc's Clapper Vision. Breathe deeply. And advice to callers. On your toes, Robin. So like, follow, and enjoy. A wise decision. The Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Frankly, I can think of nothing more stimulating. On, it's Max. You know there's no better way to start your Saturday morning than with my friend Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. The best entertainer. Forget going to the movies. Start your weekend off right. Listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. So the Clapper was looking at the flapper. Can you imagine how cool that was? Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN. 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. There she is, the great Amy Winehouse. Why did she take those drugs? What was the reason? First, a little background. This is Paul Gambiaccini, a DJ in England, talking about Amy Winehouse and her career. I think everyone in this country should be aware that she had the greatest domination of the Grammy Awards than any other British artist in one year ever. Five Grammy Awards in one year, including Song and Record of the Year and Best New Artist. This is a historic achievement. Not only will no one ever take it away from her, it will probably not be duplicated. He walks away, the sun goes down, he takes the day. Her story, like Lyle Alzado for the Raiders in football, her story will just amaze you. It makes the loss that much greater, but it's the side effects, the bad ones. Let's hear about Amy Winehouse. She was one of the most promising artists of her generation. Just to be stronger than me. Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse. I don't believe this. She left only two albums, but Amy Winehouse was a global star who paved the way for a new breed of female singers. Two albums, but it was what happened between the first and the second album is what did her in. Amy was a happy and precocious child with a fiercely independent streak. A daddy's girl born in North London to a Jewish family with a strong history of jazz. Compared to Billie Holiday, she was brought up with music and would listen to Sinatra in the car with her dad. Now listen to Sylvia Young. She ran the little school near her house for theater. Little kids. Listen to her talk about Amy Winehouse as just a young little girl with so much talent. I thought she was the new Judy Garland, really. Um, she sang, I think, on the sunny side of the street, um, very jazzy and amazing. She blew us away. She was naughty, quite often disruptive. Um, <laughs> didn't like her academic lessons, although in actual fact she was brilliant. She was probably bored stiff. 
I think she was near genius in a way. She was a genius in her own way. And this genius shone through into her music. When she broke onto the scene in 2003, she was fresh-faced and full of promise. Here she is. The music is so watered down these days. It's so pishy. You know, there's nothing there to really grab onto in a chart. When you walk in the bar and you're dressed like a star, rocking your F me pumps, and the man notice you with your Gucci back crew, can't tell who he's looking to. You know, I'm not someone who prides myself on being a great singer, but it's important to me to be different and to push myself with the push music. Yourself. There's no point in, in, in my life, you know, there's no point in doing anything unless you do it 100%. And, you know, there's not a lot of things in my life that I'm that confident with, but when it comes to music, you know, I just have to push myself. I have to push myself. But the best was yet to come. She teamed up with Mark Ronson to produce the follow-up, Back to Black. Her signature style was born. Amy wrote about what she knew, and the resulting album was stunning. Did you hear her say, I needed to push myself? It's exactly what we heard Lyle Alzado say. Why, in college, to get bigger, faster, stronger. That's what sucks you in. Those beautiful side effects, the good side effects. But look out and always ask, what's the downside? She was one of the most astonishing young talents I'd ever heard. To have this kind of intuitive feeling, plus a grounding in quality music, which probably came from her parents, and a willingness to strip herself down in the studio and be honest and emotional. These gifts are rare now. Mm. What I'm always lis listening out for when I start working with artists is, is their personality leaping out through the speakers. And my goodness me, you know, she, she leapt out through the speakers and she, um, you know, she, she had a, a massive impact. To, you know, even if you didn't really like the style, you, you had to believe the passion. That's Mark Moreau from Island Records. But her talent was soon overshadowed by her private life. She admitted to having problems with self-harm, depression and eating disorders. Her addictions took over and she began to self-destruct. The drug use actually came into Amy's life uh, between her two albums. Up until then, she'd like to smoke pot, but before Frank, her debut album came out, Amy would walk out of the room if somebody even mentioned hard drugs. That's mm. how opposed to them she was. Then between the two albums, her life changed, and that's when she started using hard drugs, and that was ultimately what led to her downfall. They secretly and quietly suck you in. Within two years, Amy had seriously declined. Friends worried she couldn't cope and was unravelling before their eyes. The attention she craved, uh, she simply couldn't deal with. And the fame that she sought ultimately um, made her more lonely and alienated and more uh, driven to drink and drugs. And so that was a, a sad thing to witness. You know, it's a question of be careful of what you wish for. That's right. In 2007, she married Blake Fielder Civil. The relationship was volatile and seriously destructive. Three weeks later, she collapsed from a near-fatal overdose and went into rehab. 
Their behaviour was out of control and their decline documented daily in the press. Amy later admitted their whole marriage was based on doing drugs. Blake was arrested and later jailed, but the damage was already done. Now this next soundbite is the one that shocks me the most. This is a friend of hers, Joe Mott, almost saying that it was due to the drugs and their effects on her that creatively allowed her to write the songs like we heard Rehab say no, no, no. And that's what ultimately sucks you in. It sucked Lyle Alzado in. I can't stop taking these drugs. I won't be as big and as strong. I need that psychological advantage to feel that I'm bigger, faster, stronger. For Amy Winehouse, now I have something to write about. I'm more creative to write about this journey. And this is when you know you've lost it. It's very difficult to talk positively about Blake because of all the, the negative connotations that went with him, the, the drugs that they both enjoyed and, and took all the time and the self-harming that we saw and all that kind of thing. And I'm loath to say that he's responsible for her fame because he's not. It's her talent that, that got her that fame. But um, w without the dark stuff that he provided, I don't think she'd have had the raw material to, to produce the music she did produce. Ugh, the dark stuff he provided, that's what he's saying. Just like Lyle Alzado, if I had to do it all over again, I wouldn't. They tried to make me go to rehab, I said no, no, no. Yes, I've been black, but when I come back, no, no, no. Amy wrote her biggest hit with Mark Ronson. She came up with the idea after her management tried to admit her for treatment. They tried to make me go to rehab, I won't go. tragic and that's medicine as well when they tell you here we'll just give you a shot and you're going to be fine trust me just like warren buffett the investor tells you if it sounds too good to be true it's not something you want to invest in hard work that's why thanksgiving was so delicious i finally realized why this meal is so special because everything I'm eating took time to make. That turkey must have been in the oven for five, six hours. All the side dishes, you don't just whip them up. Those yams with the marshmallows on top, they take time to cook. Even making the gravy takes time. Yeah, you can get the cranberry sauce out of the jar. It can. But let me tell you something. When you make it fresh with orange slices... And then I pour some Cholula on top of it. Oh, my God. It's the greatest meal you'll ever have the whole year. But the reason is it's hard work. It takes time. Everything in life that's worth anything takes time. Look at all those people that win the lottery. Look at what happens to their lives if you critically look at afterwards. To get success suddenly is unnatural. You almost don't know what to do with it. So when they tell you, take this and all your symptoms will go away and you'll be better. Anti-aging. Can you imagine? Guess what? You're aging. I don't care what they tell you. 
but savor it. The good side effects of hard work. Trust me, your life tastes that much sweeter when you put the time in. Coming up next, I want to take you into the operating room and teach you. Use some clap revision. We'll open the clinic as well. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors show here on 710 ESPN. Weekend Warriors on Facebook. Didn't you get the memo? Quickly hear Clapper's crazy kitchen stories. Easily find different callers' aches and pain issues. Right, I get it. Search Weekend Warrior in the search bar and click on Doc's picture. Who are you again? Voila! Like, follow, and enjoy the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Hey, it's John Ireland. You know there is no better way to start your Saturday than with the man who replaced Michael Thompson's hip. Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show, 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings. Don't miss my show, Mason and Ireland, back Monday at 1, all here on 710 ESPN. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. All right. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. I'm Big Clap. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. You know who that is. The great Jimi Hendrix. His life cut short also. The glorious side effects that he enjoyed. He used to dip his kerchief, his bandana, in LSD and let it dry. And then tie it around his head because he knew during the concert he would sweat. And that would liquefy the LSD in the bandana so he could get LSD while he's on stage. Can you imagine? So talented, but he thought he needed drugs to make him more talented. Well, he died too young because of it. Good side effects, bad side effects. It's an interesting topic and one I enjoy bringing to you in the world of surgery the world of sports, and the world of art. The lines are lit up. Let's open the clinic. We'll do some Clapper vision. Let's go to Chad in Lancaster. You're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Hi, Dr. Clapper. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Chad. How young are you? What do you do for a living? I work in the pest control termite business as an inspector. Wow. I'm 50, 50 years old. Where did you grow up? What your father do for a living? I live up in uh, the Antelope Valley, Lancaster. Uh, my father's a, a owner of a landscaping uh, maintenance business. And what drew you to being in the termite business? Are you fascinated by the families the termites can create? I had a great <laughs> exterminator tell me, in order to kill these guys, you got to think like a termite. And he was so passionate yeah. about termites. Are you passionate about termites? Oh, I guess so, a little bit. Wow. I got in got in the business through, through a friend of a friend, so wow. I've been doing it for over 15 years now. So Good for you. Good for so. you. And your sports, what do you like to do to stay in shape? Uh, I work out a little bit, do some um, running. I do uh, some elliptical in the, good. in the gym, stuff like that. Good, 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 so. good. And you know what Clapper Vision is? You listen to the show? 
I do. Mm-hmm. I do. All right. Every, what's your favorite? What's your favorite story that I've told? Uh, well, you've got a lot of good stories. There. <laughs> I've heard a lot of the family stories that you know your father going to work with him and stuff. Those are great. Okay. So. Well, thank you for that. Now you you made uh-huh. you brought a warm. You know, I was watching Ken Burns, the greatest documentary filmmaker of our time, uh, did a, a show I've been watching now about World War II. The War, I think it's called. And the footage this guy is showing of the black and white footage of being in Nazi Germany where my father fought in World War II, it's unbelievable to watch and not realizing what my father was putting up with. Like the bullets whizzing by your head and the bombs going off or they're trying to kill you and they don't even know you. It's unbelievable to watch that guy make that movie and it made me think about my dad, so... Thanks for making me think about him as well. How can I help you? What you do to yourself? Oh, I, I did. Um, it's a shoulder issue that I did a few months back. Okay. Um, at work. At work, I was in an attic and uh, checking for those those bugs. Mm-hmm. And uh, went to step on a board, and it, it wasn't thick enough, the plywood piece that I was going to step on. So I grabbed a hold of another board to braced myself and pulled my arm. Hmm. Um, I didn't feel anything where it pulled it out of stock or anything, but I just immediately experienced some um, really bad pain, burning Mm -hmm. pain in the shoulder Mm -hmm. that um, subsided after uh, probably 10 minutes or so, but then it would always come back if I tried to do anything with it. Hmm. Um, So I've been dealing with it for about three or four months now, and I've actually got an MRI, and I got the results here from the MRI. Oh, I love it. Perfect. All right, so I want you to look at the pages and go not to findings, but look for the word impression. I want you to uh-huh. read it slowly so I can interrupt you, give you some clapper vision. Okay. I'll, I'll butcher these words, but I'll do my best. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. There's about five points here that they put down. One, the first one is moderate. Uh Glenohumeral joint osteoarthritis. So that means because it's a weight-bearing joint, and the word moderate is very important, and I'm going to give you a clap revision. Uh, When they put the asphalt down for a brand-new road, that is normal, beautiful, smooth road to ride your car on. When it's on the East Coast, you know, we have winters, they put salt. The salt can sometimes get, it melts the snow, but it can crack the surface of the roadway. That would be mild damage to the roadway. Moderate means that there's a pothole. Severe or advanced means it's a dirt road again. It's bumpy with craters in it and all the rest of it. So moderate is very significant to me because that means you can see areas where full-on bone-on-bone exists as potholes. It's not the whole road. It's just parts of the road. Does that make sense? It's like termites. Is the entire sure. wood eaten by the termite or do you just see a little pocket of it? That would be my, yeah. my exterminator uh, metaphor clap revision for you. So go ahead. Next point. Full thickness. Chondrial loss along the glenoid, more prominent posterior with subscap- subscandral. Subscapularis. Yeah, so full thickness cartilage loss is not the meniscus like in your knee 
which is a rubber cartilage, and in the shoulder it's called the labrum, which I'm sure we're going to get to in a second. But that's uh-huh. the other cartilage. It's not the brake pad. It's the rotor. You actually uh-huh. have areas beyond just potholes that part of the road is significantly gone and dirt is now showing. Okay, next. Cisc uh, and grade two-third partial thickness chronicle loss along the humeral head. So the ball um, of the ball, so the, so the socket side of the ball and socket joint, in some areas, there's no, no cartilage at all. On the ball uh-huh. side of the ball and socket joint, there's not full thickness, but there's partial thickness loss. And we call it, I love this word, a kissing lesion, where you kiss, two lips come together, the mm-hmm. ball and socket joint kissing in that one spot, it's bone on bone. It's not everywhere, but in that one spot, it's bone on bone. And it can be as painful as if the whole road was shot. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I'll go to this next point, which is the main one, I think, the tear of the posterior labrum. Right. So that's a description That's a description about the brake pad. Who the hell cares what the brake pad is when I'm telling you the rotor's cracked, right? Who cares about what the surface of the floor looks like? Because if the termites ate the floorboards underneath, you're not just calling the linoleum guy to give you new linoleum in the kitchen. You got to get a carpenter to give you new two by fours and floorboards. So that's the labrum. I don't care what the linoleum looks like. You've already told me you've got massive termites in the wood underneath. What's next? Uh, well, uh, that was the. That was it. Posterior, no, the posterior, and then the uh, there was tear in the superior and the and the yeah, small it's gone. Tear of the inferior. Yeah, so the whole labrum, which is 360 degrees around the socket, it's like a clock all the way around the clock of the socket, the glenoid, the labrum is ripped up. But that's okay. Yeah, you're 50 years old. You work hard for a living. You're not having surgery just for a degenerative labrum tear. That's not your problem. Uh, keep going. Moderate supraspinatus, yes. Tendinosis. Is there? Did they say full thickness tear or partial thickness tear? It doesn't doesn't say either. It just says moderate. Okay, so that means Uh, it's drying out. That means it's drying. This is good news so far, what you're telling me. Um, Uh uh, Go ahead. What's next? Mild to moderate spinosis. Tendinosis with low grade partial. Yep. Interpen- Partial's good. Partial is a good one. That means the other part is still okay. All right. Next. Interspinosis tear at the footprint. Right. Footprint is where it attaches. Yeah. It's where it, which is fine. Is that Denera- it? Innervation changes within the infraspinosis muscle. This could be from of acute bright brachial. Yeah, now now they're getting a little ahead of themselves. They're trying to say that because you're 50, that the nerve that feeds the muscle probably is being pinched a little bit and you're dying the muscle off because of that, which I think is, uh, it's their, their opinion, it's their theory. But from what you're describing, there's a lot going on in your shoulder that's just altacocaritis. You're just degenerating. Um, So... I'll interrupt you now just to tell you. Everybody's going to want to make your pain go away right away. Have you let them give you a cortisone shot yet? 
No, he tried to, and I, I had your your voice in my head. That's right. God bless you. <laughs> it's nice to know that my voice is in Lancaster. I love it. <laughs> Good for you, Chad, because that would actually not only long-term hurt you, short-term, yeah, you get numb, you get pain relief, but the same process is going to be going on, and you'll end up being worse. And at 8.15, we're going to hear from an expert about what happens with that injection of cortisone to the articular cartilage and what it does but you don't have a sudden moment of pain in an attic when you have all these changes that are happening with time so you have i love this expression you have an acute because it just happened on chronic problem Working hard your whole life, lifting yourself up to get into these basements and attics and all the stuff that you've done, and you're great at it. You've done it for a long time, and you love your job, but this is the machinery. You're 50. You're not getting these findings when you're 20. You get it when you're 50. So, yeah, you can get new cartilage. I do, I mean, when I start up again this week, I took this past week off, the first case I'm doing is a shoulder replacement. I do lots of them. Thank you. We're not running to surgery so fast, Chad. Thank you very much. But we're also not giving you pills and shots to mask the problem, even though those side effects are good, but there's too many bad aspects, too many bad side effects with those shots. You are a perfect candidate, in my opinion, Chad. You don't have cancer. Nothing's dislocated. Nothing's fractured. You are a beautiful example of someone who will do well with the right kind of physical therapist. You need a good one. You don't need someone who's not experienced. You need someone who knows what they're doing, and you may have to travel for it. And I'm sure there are good ones in Lancaster. You're going to need to do your homework and find someone good. And you should do some physical therapy and then do home exercises. You can do great work here. And you can even go on YouTube and maybe see some uh, exercises that you can do on your own at home. I would definitely install a pulley uh, in your house so you can do your home exercise. It's not all about going for an hour, three days a week to therapy. No, you actually need to be talking to this shoulder five minutes but every hour with pulleys and certain kind of exercises that you can do. There's a great physical therapist in Pasadena, which I have no idea how close that is to Lancaster, but I love him. It's called Warrior Physical Therapy. His name is Martin. If you can't find anybody in Lancaster, then you go to Warrior Physical Therapy, which is a coincidence because this is the Weekend Warrior Show. But that would be one guy you'd make a trip and take a video camera with you so that you can document the visit and learn the home exercises. I'm optimistic that you're actually going to get better. These arthritic changes just didn't happen in the attic. This is something that you can work through, and I'm optimistic for you because it's not a weight-bearing joint that you will get through this without surgery. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right, Chad. God bless you. Listen, you're a total stranger to me. I need you to find a total stranger today. Do something nice for them. That's how you'll be thanking me. All right? For sure, doctor. For sure. Thank you very much. All right. God bless you, and get better, and keep me posted. Maybe call in a month, because mm-hmm. I'd love to know how you're doing. All right? God bless you, Chad. Appreciate all right. it. All right. Thank you. All right, Warriors. We'll take a break. Wow. That's a great case, because I get excited if you don't need surgery, but I don't appreciate the Mickey Mouse stuff that people do. The medical profession is filled with that. The t- sounds too good to be true. Take this pill. Take this shot. No. Put the work in. 
Remember, you rub a blister, guess what happens? The blister hurts. It becomes a callus. It stops hurting. That's in essence what the exercises will be. We'll get into more of it. And I need to teach you a little bit about when your meniscus in your knee doesn't need surgery. I'll explain. Coming up next, the number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors show here on 710 ESPN. Get smart. Just what are you getting at? Check out the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Like this. Medical advice from Cedar Sinai, head of orthopedic surgery. Are you kidding? With a far rockaway attitude and a little drizzle of mozzarella. Well, it's important to me. Search Weekend Warrior in the space bar. Like this. And click on Doc's picture. I see. Like, follow, and enjoy the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Sedano, you know there's no better way to start your Saturday than when my guy, Dr. Clapper, and the Weekend Warrior Show, 7 to 9 a.m., Saturday mornings. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. With tinted windows. Can you imagine? Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. While I'm in Italy. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. Yup, that's Led Zeppelin. Yup, that's their drummer, John Bonham. The ravages of the bad side effects of drugs. The good side effects, they suck you in. They make you feel better. They give you confidence. But boy, is that a slippery slope. Because ultimately... The bad stuff takes over. It's a crazy topic, but it's one you need to hear. And at 8.15, there'll be some science behind what I'm talking about. We'll talk to our guest calling in, Dr. Kanu Okike, who wrote an interesting article that really stimulated this entire topic today of as a human being, both in art, in sports, in surgery, the bad side effects versus the good side effects of drugs. I teased a little bit about, we talked about a shoulder, so let's do a knee right now. Can you possibly have a torn meniscus and not need surgery? Yes. Because one of the most important parts of being a doctor, particularly after doing it for 32 years like I've done and seeing 100 patients a week, I've gotten to learn over all these years of what the natural history is of a specific kind of injury. You tear your meniscus and you're 18 years old, 20 years old, it's different than if you're 50. It's still a beautiful rubbery structure, kind of like your ear and your nose when you're 18 and 20 years old. But the aging process in a 50-year-old changes your skin, which you can feel. Feel the back of your hand if you're 60 years old. Now go feel a 20-year-old. It's different. You dry out. Well, that's what happens inside the body as well. But there's a benefit to that because I'm telling you, if you're 18 and 20 years old and you tear your meniscus, you're going to need it repaired or trimmed. It's rare that I can get away without doing surgery in a youngster. But when you're 50, 
because it's stiffer, you really don't benefit by having it removed. As long as you can fully straighten and fully bend your knee, you don't have it locked. Time is on your side. Yeah, the MRI says torn meniscus. Yeah, the surgeon you'll meet will salivate and say, come on, you're having pain and swelling, let's go operate right away. You need to say no. And you also need to say, no, don't stick a needle in my knee. There's a book I wrote with Lindy Yui called Heal Your Knees. There's exercises that you can do in the buoyancy of a pool, riding a stationary bike, use an elliptical. Stay away from the pounding of a treadmill, lunges, squats, stair machines, or even weights on your legs. Stay away from them. Pool, bike, elliptical. Maintain your range of motion. Improve the tone of the quadriceps and hamstring muscles that are above your knee. Improve the tone of the calf muscles, your gastrocnemius and soleus muscles. You make those better shock absorber muscles above and below your knee, and guess what happens? You stress the knee joint less. That blister, that acute pain, becomes a callus. It may take three months or six months or nine months. What do you care? There's no urgency. If it's a locked knee, that's different. Then I'm going to tell you to have surgery. But if you got your range of motion, as we say in New York, forget about it. You keep giving it time. You have to be patient. It's important for you to be patient and hang in there. And if you do, the benefits will be there. Just like I told Chad from Lancaster, the last caller. I get that he's got arthritis in his shoulder. Nobody needs an emergency shoulder replacement for arthritis. Nobody. You do your best. And here's the other beautiful thing. In business, they call it win-win. Nobody's doing anything because they want to be nice to you. They have to see a benefit for them. Then they'll help you. Win-win. I love it. Well, here's the win-win in being holistic and not running to surgery and not just taking a pill or a shot. Here's the win-win. The win-win is that if you do what I say and maintain your range of motion, improve the tone of the muscles, you win by either not needing surgery, which is a huge win, but here's the other win, that you, in fact, ultimately end up needing surgery, your recovery will be beautiful. You can go on my website. Click on the woman riding her bicycle the day after I did her knee replacement. Yeah, that's not photoshopped. I didn't even ask her to do the video. She did it because she was so excited. She's riding a bicycle the day after I did her knee replacement. You know why? Because before I did her surgery, like every patient I take care of, I make you walk in the pool. I make you ride a stationary bike. If you come to surgery strong, because you've done work beforehand, you will make your recovery from this surgery that much easier. That's the other win. Win-win. You either avoid surgery, which is entirely likely, or if it's just not happening, you make your recovery from surgery easier. I love it. There's no drugs. There's no side effects. It's holistic. But it, like everything else, it requires work. You look for the easy way out, yeah, you'll get the easy way out. You also won't get the delicious brining of the chicken, 
right? You want to have good fried chicken? You don't just stick it in flour and fry it. You put it in a bucket of salt water and sugar the night before. Then the next day, you make the fried chicken. It's the exact same thing. It takes time to make it taste delicious. You got to put the time in. Who do we have here? Raymond in Philadelphia, you're kidding me. I thought I saw that. Raymond, you're on with Dr. Clapper. You're calling all the way from Philadelphia? That's ridiculous. No, no, I, I moved out here in Inglewood, California. I know you uh, do the Drew League with the uh, Philly. Uh, Philly Ice, the uh, Ice, the well, welcome aboard, Raymond. I only have a couple of minutes left. How can I help you? Yeah, I have uh, my um, sciatic nerve, like in my right uh, leg. But what's happening now, my my uh, pelvic or my hip must have slipped hmm. because my right leg is a little longer. I was just trying to find out what exercises or if water is good to do it. Water, uh, is anything. water is great for your back. Water is great for your hip. Belly button high water, Raymond. You walk forwards, you walk backwards. Half an hour, three days a week. You ain't going to be better in a week or two. But you'll be better three weeks, four weeks into it. And again, you'll either avoid surgery or you will make recovery from whether you need, God forbid, spine surgery or hip surgery easier because you'll come to surgery stronger. But you do need to be evaluated. I can't just tell you what to do without you getting checked out. You should have an MRI of your lower back, and you should have mm -hmm. an exam, and you should have an x-ray of your pelvis. That's what you're going to need to do, Raymond, before okay. you start embarking on treatment. Information empowers us. You know what okay. I mean? I don't want anybody talking you into any kind of you know pills or shots to take. Be holistic. But it's not fair to let anybody just say, here's his treatment to do. Even as much as I love the water exercises, I have no idea why your nerve is acting up. I have no idea why you feel like your hip is slipping. You need an exam. You need the appropriate x-ray and MRI of your lower back to see. Then you can get started on the beautiful treatment of water exercises. Read the book, Heal Your Hip, that I wrote with Linda Yui. But still, you need a good exam. You're now in L.A. Go see a good doctor. Get worked up properly. And don't tell them that it's too expensive or they don't want to send you for an MRI of your back. You tell them you got a second opinion from guess who, Raymond? Dr. Clapper. Thank you very much. All right. God bless you, Raymond. Do what I say. Don't call here for advice and then don't take the advice. You do what I say, all right? Okay, sounds good. Okay. Thank, thank you, Doc. <laughs> All right, God bless you and your wife. I hear her over there in the background, both of you. Listen, Raymond, you need to find a total stranger today. Do something nice for them. That's how you'll be thanking me. All right, Warriors, let's take a break. Come back and tell some stories. Because at 815, I got a special guest calling in from Honolulu, Hawaii, who wrote an interesting paper about cortisone and the catastrophic side effects of sticking that needle into the joint. But first, we'll talk about Amy Winehouse, Winehouse and Lyle Alzado. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. It's good to be king, right, King James? Absolutely. And good to be courtly friends on the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. I love it. Be treated like medical royalty with Clapper Vision. Feast like a monarch on Doc's delectable finds. There we go. And that far rockaway jester humor. <laughs> Search Weekend Warrior and click on Doc's regal picture. Cool. <laughs> Sound the trumpets. No cortisone, alchemy, or leeches here. Everything's good. Bow, curtsy, like, or follow the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. That makes me happy. Cheers.